Hey everybody, welcome back. Uh, we're doing things a little differently this week. You know, usually we play the music, we go right into the show and uh, have fun. Um, but listening back to the audio this week, we found out that we had some some mic issues and caused a little bit of static. Not for a long period of time during the podcast, but long enough where it's kind of annoying. Uh, but we've got it. We've got it figured out now. Uh, <laughs> until we find the next issue, and then we'll. We'll do that, but we really appreciate you guys sticking sticking by us on our growing pains. We're we're putting a lot of time and, and effort and money into this, and uh, you guys are being so reciprocating by listening, and, and we really, really, really appreciate it. I know it's annoying that we're constantly having to fix stuff, and uh, we're annoyed by it too, but you know, nobody's teaching us how to do any of this stuff. Nobody's doing it for us. We're figuring it all out as we go, and we're doing the best we can, so we're going to continue to get better, and we just... We appreciate you guys listening. So here's this week's show. It's a, a Bronx tale, and we had fun doing it. We had a blast. I probably had more beers than I should have because uh, I was a little repetitive at times, <laughs> I noticed. Also, I'm going to try to get better about the amount of cursing that I do during this show because it's been brought to my attention that I didn't even realize I was doing it that much. And then listening back to this one a little bit, I noticed it. Uh, yep, sure enough. So sorry about it. Uh, we're going to get better. Hey, we're just growing as podcasters, growing as human beings. But here's the show. Thank you guys so much. We love you. We're on TikTok now, too. Go give us a follow. It's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Bartender knows what we want. We're a regular everyday. Welcome back. We are back. We're back here in the dungeon. C&D's Booze Reviews. We got our badass new microphones. Yep. All our new shit. We're hopefully sounding good. We're feeling good. Everything's cool. I think we're sounding pretty solid. I listened back to the last one. It was pretty good. Last one was good. Um, Outside of the... That static was yeah. We well, we learned a valuable lesson. Don't buy get, cheap ass headphones from Walmart. Yep. No. And, and now that's just another thing we're we, gonna have to get. We <laughs> haven't bought new headphones yet. Um, we're going to. Um, it's just, <laughs> everything's kind of happening. But uh, let's say uh, a big thanks to our studio audience. You guys are too kind. God, you guys are so great. Knock Thank it off. you. Knock it off. All right. But no, we're back and we're done with Halloween. Yeah. Season's uh, over. So now we're in November. It's the fall era. The dead zone, baby. Pretty much, man. The fall is not good for a lot of things except for football and, uh, well, deer hunting. You can deer hunt in the fall. I mean, I'm a big fan of Thanksgiving, personally. Like oh yeah, to, Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, I like much. to gorge yeah. myself, you know. Yeah, and uh, we're both wearing football jerseys today. We, we are. We got that new drip. Yeah, I got my <laughs> Matty Stafford jersey on. I got my uh, my dog in fantasy, Stephon Diggs. I'm I'm excited for it. Dude. Yeah, it's fun, man. Good jerseys. Uh, I should ask before we get like really into it, you know, because we talked last episode about Halloween and everything. Yeah. You took your daughter trick or treating. Yeah. And I mean, did you get a lot of candy? Okay, so I have 
minor complaint. Mm-hmm. We went to this trunk or treat thing in El Dorado, and it was cool or whatever, but like it's kind of lame in a way because you got to like, you're basically following a line the entire, like you go around this like kind of big horseshoe shape kind of thing. Okay. Which was fine with her because, you know, she's only two, so it's, it was kind of, she doesn't even really know what's going on. She was saying, she was saying happy Halloween and shit, but I, then I went kind of into the neighborhoods, and I don't. I think it might have been just because it was so fucking cold, but mm. uh, you know there really wasn't as many kids as I thought there would be out and about. Right. And I don't know if that's just kind of dying down or what's going on, but uh, I mean, no, nah, it was a great Halloween. Uh, I'm definitely taking that ninety percent dad tax for sure. I was going to ask you about the dad tax. Oh yeah, no, it's in full effect. I I actually had to hide the candy from her because she. Had a sucker or something and realized, like, oh, shit, like, this is really tasty. So that's all she wanted that night. So we actually had to hide the bucket. But, yeah, no, the dad tax is in full. How effect. much did you get? Um, Enough for her little bucket full. I mean. No, but how much did you take? Oh, I haven't. Ta- I'm just leaving it in there. But I'm going to, you know, eventually just start slowly uh, okay, picking so out. So there's it. always those, like, which we talked about it a little bit last week. But. <sighs> some of the candy is going to suck. And it's going to be like the candy you throw away. Yeah. Like that you don't want. Well, we actually didn't even get to go to any houses because it was already kind of getting at like 730. So, you know, kids already getting pretty tired and it's cold. And I was like, ah, fuck it. Let's just go home. But um, no, I mean, we got a pretty good little haul just off that trunk or treat shit. Well, I so I, yesterday I went to Dakota's house. Yeah. Uh, yesterday afternoon, because you know he ordered these jerseys for us and everything. Uh huh. So I went to pick mine up, and I just dove into his kids' candy. <laughs> As I you just, should. I had this vest on that had deep pockets, and I just started filling it up. Oh hell yeah! And I told him I was going to do it. Like they knew I was going to do it. <laughs> he probably was okay with it. Dude, they had so much. Oh, I'm sure. I bet they went to all the little neighborhoods around well, here. Two kids. Oh yeah, they're getting candy, man. That is a lot of friggin' candy. So yeah, I stole it. But all right, well, we'll dive into the movie. Yeah, uh, it was my week. It was yes. And we're done with Halloween, so we don't have to watch no scary ass movies no more. Thank God. <laughs> well, not necessarily. I mean, you know, if I wanted to, I could pick one, but I'm not going to. Right, but seasonally. Oh, seasonally, yeah. Uh, so I chose a movie that I have a very deep fondness, uh, fondness, uh, <laughs> uh, fondness for. Uh, I have liked this movie for a long time. It's an older movie. Came out in like the eighties, I think. Yeah. Um, and it's a mob movie. Uh, and really, what kind what, of? But it's also kind of like a. Coming of age story. It absolutely is. But what, what, so when we were thinking about like, oh, what movie are we going to do this week? What we, you know, uh, Austin called me and he was talking and, you know, we're, and he's like, man, have you seen this documentary on John Gotti? And I like to think I know a lot about John Gotti because the mob, like anything mob related, just fascinates the shit out of me. Yeah. So I've tried to watch like all kinds of documentaries, all kinds of movies about him. Like, actually, some of the best movies ever are mob movies. Oh, hell yeah. So huge like, fan of the genre. Like, no, what are you talking about? And he's like, oh, there's this documentary on Netflix. It's about Gotti and like how they got him and they did all this. So I started watching it and then I was like, 
it just kind of sparked my interest back into like this movie that I used to love. Yeah. And so I texted you and I said, let's watch a Bronx tale. Yeah. And it's a great movie. I think in a lot of different ways, I love that like Robert De Niro's in it, but he's not the main guy. He's no, not he's kind of the side character, but he, he is a big part. Well, just, absolutely. Yeah. But what's crazy is like when you watch a mob movie with Robert De Niro, he's usually in the freaking mob. Oh yeah. He's usually the big dude. In but it. on this yeah. one, he's, not he's like a square he's a blue collar guy yeah but we can get to that here in a bit but so we watched a bronx tale um you said you either hadn't seen it or you hadn't seen it in a very so long time i thought i hadn't seen it but then as i'm watching it i'm like oh shit i have seen this movie mm-hmm. before but I, it's just been so long that i just completely forgot about it and i think it was when i used to watch movies with my granddad and so i must have been a kid when i seen it yeah and, and I, I just completely forgot oh about dude it. i bet you're Granddad loved this movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, so the plot of the movie is basically it's about a kid who grew up in the 60s in New York. In the Bronx. They're watching yeah. Mickey Mantle on TV, play baseball and this and that. do going on. the mob is very prevalent, and he's in that neighborhood. And so naturally, he wants to be a part of it. So prevalent, it's literally like. 20 feet away from him. Yeah. Like, like the next stoop next, over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Robert De Niro plays his father, yes. who's a bus driver and uh, doing the absolute best he can to be straight laced, be just a hardworking man, a blue collar type of guy, yeah. just a straight up, up and down guy. And of course, especially in those days, but you know, he goes to work. He's not there all day. Yeah. So it's, I I would I, I don't know we didn't grow up then anywhere in the country in the sixties we did not grow up no absolutely uh, not my dad did and he tells me about how different things were and this and that but you go to work you leave your kid and he's hanging out on the stoop and it's like all right he's cool he's fine right there yeah you know and you trust you trust your children at that point really like in a in a large part of ways and the the but the it, kids are. Absolutely fascinated with the mobs, like of the course, gangsters. Because they're celebrities back yeah. then, dude. You got to understand, like they're the big shit on the block. They man. were celebrities, but and like the more you learn, not even just in this movie, just about the mob in general, like that John Gotti documentary that I'm yeah. watching right now. Andy Warhol was hanging out with John Gotti. Oh fuck yeah, dude! He ran New York, man. Brooke Shields was hanging out. Like everybody wanted to be around the mob. Every like it was just such a big thing, and you knew it was wrong. But everybody wanted to be a part of it somehow. You knew that they did illegal shit, but... Yeah, you just kind of turned a blind eye, Yeah, Yeah. But you wanted to be a part of it. And they were celebrities. The mob were celebrities. Yeah. So you got to think, this is back in the 60s when the mob is probably really (laughs) establishing a presence, Mm -hmm. like, um, publicly. You know, because, like, that's the whole thing with the mob is it's it's this secret organization that's not secret at all. Yeah. Yeah. so he's looking up to these guys, and in early in the movie, like when he's a kid, one of the what I would say one of the more pivotal scenes is he witnesses Sonny, murder. who's the leader of the mob, yeah, straight up murder someone yeah. in daylight. That, okay, I wrote a note about that. Actually, I have notes too because um, I said it's a you can, it's amazing acting scene because he watches uh you know Sonny murder this dude straight up in the street. And <laughs> so he goes upstairs or whatever, and I think the cops show up or something like an hour or so later. Mm-hmm. 
And you can see in that scene, like Robert De Niro's fear, like how he acted, it was perfect. Yeah. Like the fear in his eyes that his son's gonna rat. Yeah. And the kid, <laughs> he had so much street smarts. They like line up the gangsters and they're like, "All right, kid, who was it that shot him?" Yeah. And he's they go down the line and it gets the son who clearly, obviously that, shot him. Yeah. The kid doesn't fucking rat. No, not and at all. Not at all. And he gets like mad respect from that point Dude, on. I have the, a, the members. I have a note about that too. Like Robert De Niro was scared. His son was rat. You can see it in the scene, like yeah. literally, him well, just you know like shit in his pants. Robert like, De Niro directed that movie. Yeah, I was gonna say that. I seen that in the opening credit. I was like, holy shit. Because he's not really known as a director. No, nah, not really. And because he's always in so many just great. Dude, I've seen this movie movies. so many times, and like sitting down yesterday when I was watching it, it says directed and story by Robert De Niro. Screenplay, yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. Because he didn't play the coolest character in the thing. See, that was what uh, was really interesting to me. I was like, wow. I didn't know he actually directed that much. But no, it's a great, I mean, great great directing from him. I mean, he was, it's an amazing movie. Yeah, it was in the 80s. Yeah. And I told you, I said, the next movie I do is going to be old. Like, I want it kind of older. And I thought <laughs> long and hard and... I was so happy that we did this movie, and then I, you know, I kind of also had, like, I was kind of curious, I guess, to ask you, why do you think Sonny, the leader of the mob, uh-huh. he's the boss, he's the guy, Yeah. why do you think he took a liking to the kid? I think it's because he showed Moxie. When he didn't rat? Yeah, and he kind of had, like, you can, you can tell he's a smart-ass little shit, mm-hmm. like, pretty early on, and I think Sonny also could tell that, like, you know, he kind of idolized the mobsters and shit. So I think, you know, and it, I think it initially started out as, oh, he didn't rat on me, so I just want to say thanks to this kid. And then he kind of just slowly took a liking to well, him. Well, and, you know, in the movie, Robert De Niro is not at all happy. Oh, hell no. no. That, He's pissed. That his son is hanging out at an early age, even. Like, like what was he, 10, 9? I think yeah, it said. like that. Yeah, and I think he's hanging he was out, nine, And Robert yeah. De Niro even goes down there. Bucks up to the leader of the mob. Fuck yeah, he does. And says, stay away from my son. Dude, like, I, have, I wrote so many notes about that because I was like, God damn, that's some fucking balls, dude. Well, because he was willing to back down to everything that the mob did. But then when it came to his, his son. Kid, yeah, he ain't fucking letting that shit He's fly. not scared of you. And he even says, I think, in that movie, I'm not scared of you, Sonny. I'm not scared of he you. He said, like, he's like, I'm not scared of you. I'm wise enough to fear you, but I'm not, or something like, I'm wise enough to know what you are capable of, but I'm not scared of you. And I think Sonny respected that about him. Yeah. To where he never fucked with his dad. Never, ever fucked with his dad. They did offer at one point after. Offered him some work. Uh, offered because, him some work. And his dad. To like in the movie has such moral integrity where mm-hmm. he was like, No, I know this is gonna lead to more shit. I'm well, not I know what it comes that. along with. Yeah. Like, if I accept this position, I know what else has to happen. Yeah, I gotta, I'll end up doing other shit. For yeah, him. and so he, he said no. No, yeah. What I thought was crazy, uh, I mean, uh, just about the movie, like, Sonny takes such a liking to this kid, loves him so much, mentors him in a crazy, weird way. Like, about all these things, about girls and about everything. But but when it boils down to it, like... He does actually, not want him to be a gangster. Actually doing gangster shit, Sonny protects him and says, no, don't yeah, do he this. Wanted it, he, what does he say? He goes, I'm teaching you the streets. Your dad's teaching you the scholarly. He goes, you need to go to college, but you need to be smart enough in the streets. Or something like that. And I was... 
Yeah, it is an interesting like how they uh, how De Niro decided to like frame Sonny as a character is pretty interesting. Well, and what's crazy about that whole thing, like, okay, De Niro's character got into it with Sonny because he didn't want his son to be in the gangster lifestyle or do any of this. Yeah. But what's kind of like so brilliant about those characters and about that movie is Sonny didn't want that either. Like he never, there was never a shred in that entire movie when he's. They called him C. Yeah, C. Yeah, Colangelo, Colangelo. or whatever his name was. Or Colangelo. Colangelo. Or yeah. Uh, they never ever tried to push him towards that. Now his dipshit buddies got oh, yeah. into it pretty easy, oh, and it. even oh. Sonny was like, "Fine, let's Bro, take." I'm gonna go on a fucking rant with those kids. <laughs> let's take them kids. <laughs> but so honestly, like, there's what's like like what what, I, what is so brilliant about the movie like i you know is it if you would put robert de niro's character in a room and you put sonny's character in a room and all they had to do was talk about c yeah they would basically say be this, on the same page yeah. they'd be like no he doesn't need to be around yeah this and shit. that's like pretty much throughout the entire fucking movie the man. entire movie dude i do have a note though there was like because the intro you know it takes a little bit crawls in kind of slowly sure it's an 80s movie then, man I but mean, dude the fucking funniest shit was when sunny like or c was explaining like um who, like growing up in the bronx or whatever and he's like i'll never f- forget when i first met him <laughs> or he walks into the bar and he starts like being like this is uh tony <laughs> tony whatever and blah 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 and he goes through their nicknames mm-hmm. so fucking funny dude i ha- i was laughing my fucking ass off and i don't think that was meant to be comedy no but it was funny but that's actually shit. how it goes like i was watching that Gotti documentary and that's what one of the guys the old gangsters they have him on the documentary and he goes he goes people got nicknames because he's like hey you like bananas now you Johnny Bananas. That's what you are. You like bananas, you Johnny Bananas. <laughs> it's fucking funny. Because, like, one guy, I think his name was Mush. And, like, everything he touches goes to fucking Mush. <laughs> yeah. Oh, about gambling. Yeah, yeah, he was horrible at it. Yeah. So fucking funny. I was laughing my ass off. Uh, I did put down, I wish we had a family that... Or a guy that we knew that grew up in New York with an Italian family. It'd be fucking awesome. We've said this before. I know, but it's still like it even I was yep. like, God damn it, it'd be so fucking cool. We have said this before where it would be really cool. And we have also said on this podcast that we have a friend, our only friend that we know that is like pretty Italian. Yeah. But is such a freaking sucky Italian because <laughs> he doesn't do all that cool shit. But I did call him on his birthday. I don't know if I ever mentioned this. But I did call him on his birthday, and, you know, I told him happy birthday. I said, what are you doing for dinner? And he's like, ah, you know, I'm getting together with a family, big Italian family. Oh, he's like, fuck yeah. I'm getting together with a family. And I was like, what are you going to have? And he's like, probably spaghetti, but not your bullshit spaghetti, like <laughs> actual spaghetti. And I, was like, and I was like, all right, fuck you, man. Uh, uh, I need to get in touch with him and be like, hey, man, next time you're having these get-togethers, call me. I want to eat. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, it's wild. Um. <laughs> But I wanted... Oh, what'd you think of the biker scene? Oh, dude. Funny Was as, that not the coolest scene of the movie? I, okay, so we're skipping a little bit on my notes. But, um, yeah, it, dude, it was so fucking cool. Because, like, Sonny's trying to be like, all right, guys, come on, let's keep it... I think he knew. Like, he knew what was going to happen. Yeah. But he was trying to keep his fucking cool at first. And these guys are like, start spraying beers on the bartender and shit. And you just see him calmly go hey go sit in the corner and he goes like calmly up to the fucking door locks it 
And then, and then it, you know, the narrator comes in. It's C or whatever, and he's yeah. like, "You could see their fucking faces drop immediately. They knew they fucked up. This is <laughs> this is life or death or something like that." And immediately, fucking like ten gangsters come out and just start beating the fucking yeah, shit out of these bikers. Yeah, they're in the back room, probably like yeah. you know, uh, the the. I know we're jumping around a lot. I, yeah, but that's but, what we do. I, dude, I am so, like. You know, I love The Sopranos. I love all the Godfather movies. Scarface. Dude, my favorite, so as of lately, has been The Irishman. Yeah, Robert De Niro's in that, too. Yeah, he's, dude, he, he can play a gangster. I'm just saying. That's kind of, he's typecasted as a gangster, almost. I, I'm good with it. I am, too. <laughs> the Irishman's a great movie. It's like seven hours long, but it's pretty good. I, you can watch it, uh, like, Without ever having to take a break, yeah, I, I know, know that. They make him look a lot younger in that movie, they too. They did. I don't know how they did that. But Digital. Oh, that's Scorsese, though. Digital shit. Right? Scorsese directed Yeah, that yeah, movie. Scorsese. But, uh, like, I am fascinated by the gangster culture and, like, learning about that and watching that. And because, like, even though it's a fictional movie... Yeah, you know that shit happened. Like you know that... I, bet, that- I would be willing to bet it is loosely based on Robert De Niro's childhood. Would be probably probably my guess. I mean, that like very loosely like based. learning about this Gotti thing. It's like this guy ran every like it, it was oh, untouchable, yeah. dude. King of New York, baby. That's insane. <laughs> like hanging out with Sinatra, like hey, like you just couldn't. Dude, touch that's him. why it was such a big deal when they got Gotti. Cause like, dude, he beat like ten cases. I know, but when they, they finally pegged his ass, dude, it was a huge fucking deal, man. Dude, and he was paying off. He's paying off juries. He's oh, dude, they the New York the, oh the old New York Police Department was so goddamn corrupt. He had them on his fucking payroll. He, right, dude, but the good ones were so pissed off because they're like, we have all this evidence. Did I tell you? I actually kind of like low-key kind of watched a movie not directly about john Gotti, but like the corrupt new york uh serpico like it was this guy who was a detective real life guy and he he was just like i just want to be a fucking cop man and like all the other cops were like yeah you know, like you know swindling people for cash and like fucking strong arming people and selling drugs and shit and he's oh like, and he was trying to be straight he like, ended up ratting on him and like fucking on almost, the cops yeah almost fucking died like they shot they he claims that they like basically got um, almost got him killed because they kind of set him up to get shot by these drug addicts and he got shot right in the fucking face and lived dude like 50 cent yeah l- well like right up on the cheekbone and like somehow fucking lived damn <laughs> yeah crazy shit but anyways back to the yeah, movie yeah, yeah, yeah. uh i did write it's kind of funny after Sonny accepted uh, C, because he's like even he says in the movie, he which by the way he's the narrator of the movie, um, he gets treated like fucking royalty in the neighborhood, like people are like, hey C, what are you doing here? You want some peaches and shit? <laughs> it's really fucking funny. Um, well, he gets treated like that because of his closeness with Sonny. Oh, oh yeah. Who was the guy? Obviously, he was the king, like, the king of the borough, or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. And um, <laughs> I wrote um, the casting for older C because it skips like what eight years or something in the movie. Yeah, eight or nine years. Yeah. And the casting I wrote, it looks like a fucking actual young De Niro. 
He looked the guy that they cast that looks like an actual yeah, like, and young I thought De Niro. I, he was a really good looking actor, and I thought he did a great job. That actor, yeah. Uh, I cannot tell you if I've seen him in anything else. I don't think so because I never like. I but didn't recognize he did him. so good, like because the back half of that movie is all him as it's an older all him, person. Yeah, uh, and, and he I, really is the main character at that point. He's absolutely the main character of the whole thing. I mean. Uh, the kid that they casted to be uh, young, uh, Calodula or whatever the fuck his name is. C. You can we'll just call him C. Yeah. Uh, was like even like as a kid, I was like, that's a tough looking kid. You know, that's like a, yeah. You know, I could see. Well, that. he's got the Yankee cap on, yeah. got chains and but, shit on. But then it transitions into him being older, and I was like, looks kind of like him actually like and i thought it, it really did kind of look like a young de niro good I, was like, oh, I agree yeah I mean, like was, he really was, did look kind of like a young de niro it's really good casting in yeah. that that dude that they had play the older c i thought did a really good job because you're you're looking at i mean acting wise like it's different to act like a wise guy like you know hanging yeah. out in the mob be like hey yeah. you know what are you doing but, like, some of the shit that, and I want to get into it, but some of the stuff that he had to go through, like, as an actor, like, uh, different scenarios that you put that character in, I thought he handled incredibly. Even in kind it. of the mannerisms of the younger, like, can you imagine having to, like, take the mannerisms of the younger yeah, actor? Yeah, but, dude, even when he would run down the street, like, just run. Yeah. It was like, watching him run, it's like you could see that nine-year-old kid. Doing the same shit. Yeah, yeah. and he's like, fuck, man, that's good cast. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good actor right there, man. Yeah, it's a really good actor. It's crazy you've never seen him in, like, anything else after that. I, and maybe no, he was in shit, well, and we just don't know. Not, I mean, yeah, maybe he was, but, like, nothing of note that I saw. And I don't know that when this movie came out, because this was the 80s. Yeah. I don't know that it was a big movie. It probably was. I mean... I mean, now it's probably beloved, but who Even knows? Even now, I bet a lot of people listening to this have never seen yeah, this fucking probably. movie. Probably. I, I mean, had I not, like, I think when I was a kid, I just didn't realize the name of the movie, mm-hmm. but I have definitely seen it, With my, I'm pretty sure, with my granddad. And, yeah, it's not one that you hear about a shit ton, though. A Bronx, like, you don't hear about it often as, like, you know, oh, you need to watch this movie. Or this is oh, like, it's not one of your top tens, like, but it should be like it, it's really good. It's so good, and the message behind it, I think, is so good too. Man, yeah, no, it's it's a great message. And like, everything. I was actually, I wanted to talk to you about like the whole movie. He's kind of portrayed a little bit, like he even narrates, it and he's like, "Yeah, I got girls that are hitting me up, and girls that are doing this or whatever." But he sees this black girl on the bus. Yeah. And he instantly, like, kind of falls in love with her and is like... Well, he's just, like, very attracted to her. Yeah, he's like, I got to get to know this chick. Yeah, and I was going to bring that up, too. There... Early on, even as a kid, there's like clearly a racial divide going on. It's the '60s, man. Yeah, and that makes that's what I put. Like, yeah. obviously, the '60s heavily racially charged and everything, but it's kind of crazy because it's just like it, it only seems like in the movie it only seems like they're like the boroughs are disconnected or whatever. The streets are only like a couple blocks away. Well, from that's each probably other. how it actually is. Probably I mean, so. Yeah. I mean, but, obviously, we have no fucking clue. We're from a small town. Exactly. But. What I thought was nuts is he asked his his dad. Robert De Niro's character, and he's like, what would you just say if, like, I dated a black chick? And Robert De Niro well, goes... Well, no, he kind of, like, frames it as, like, my friend wants to date right. this black chick. And De Niro goes, no, you can't do that. Like... Yeah. Uh, you know, he was upset. With, then he goes to Sonny. 
Complete opposite. And he said, what would you say, like, you know, if so-and-so dated a black chick? And he goes, who cares? Just give her the test. Like, who cares what color she <laughs> yeah. is, like, and this and that. And the, the whole test is, uh, for Sonny anyway, pick her up. Open the door for Lock her. the car doors. Of course, back then, you're not talking about electric locks. No, nah, it's straight like, key, You have to manually man. lock the door. <laughs> so pick her up, open the door for her. And as you're coming around the back, look inside. If she goes over there and unlocks your car door, then she's like a keeper. And then he says, if she doesn't, completely cut her off. Yeah, Fuck get her, get forget rid about of her. her. Get rid of her. <laughs> yeah. So, and he was going to be on this date, and her brother had gotten jumped by his his friends, fucking dumbass friends. But he wasn't a part of it, and he tried to explain it, that, and he was like, well, he uh, even in that scene, he like his friends are, you know. Saying some pretty racist shit. Yeah, beating and, them up because they're black. I mean, let's just say what yeah, it is. That's they were what beating it is. them up because they were black. And literally, all those all the kids were doing were riding bikes through their. They're just riding through down the, the neighborhood yeah. trying to get home. And yeah. they beat the shit out of them. Yeah, and I think it, what see at that in that scene, he literally like is on top of the her brother and, and is, said, "Stop!" And it's like, stop. "Hey, just lay down and don't move." I'm gonna get you out of here, but yeah. stop. Yeah. And. He lied. You can tell though, in like, because he's always kind of like, just leave them, like, leave them alone. They're not doing anything. Oh, they the don't, whole movie, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. like, he's just like, he doesn't get it. Like, what the fuck are they being racist? I, I for? had that in my notes. It's like this guy somehow never saw race ever. Yeah. Like, I mean, he saw it. Like, he, he saw it, but, but like, he didn't. He wasn't as hateful as like the other kids never. were. Never. Yeah. Like, I think that's like. Could you imagine, dude? Talking to your dad and saying, hey, dad, I found this girl that I really like, that I really want to, like, pursue, like. And obviously, I mean. And he goes, ah, we're Italian. You can't be with yeah, a black be, chick. What you are you thinking? You got to be with another chick. You're an Italian. And that's obviously not what he wanted to hear. But if you notice at the end of that, when he's, like, doing that, he goes, his, De Niro's, the character, Lorenzo, he goes, um, but um, be safe tonight. When you go out, like he acknowledges that he, I think he realized his son was so talking I about himself. So I wonder if he was upset, like you can't be with a black chick or upset knowing like, Hey, I know what we're living in. And like you as a white guy it's can't not, go over there. It's because, not really clear though. Yeah, I know. But I'm just wondering that because it's like, but then again, in the movie, he doesn't ever like say like racist shit and like his dad buses around black people all the time yeah. so i don't know well i just thought it was i thought it was interesting that when he says that shit, i guess he does say a little bit racist shit like he's like ah you gotta marry in your own race but other than that like but i wonder if he was saying that because he knew that like if you take this on like if you go date a black chick like if you're gonna date a black chick like I know what's going to come with it because I drive this bus because I see maybe it, maybe that's what you know it was. It so could, it's like it trying to make it that. easier on your son right like yeah like saying just be cool and marry some Italian chick and it's actually the exact same in the black neighborhood too though they don't some want, would argue worse they don't want the Italians in there they at didn't all. want him in there at all and yeah. like when that whole fight happened and he was trying to be like a thing and then he went to pick her up and she was pissed. Saying, my brother said you were part of this. And he looked at him. He's like, dude, you know the truth. You know that I was not hurting you. Like, I was trying to help you. He like, does say the hard R in that scene, too, though. Like, he gets. Well, he's pissed, man. Yeah, he is pissed. And he feels attacked. 
Yeah. And, and I guess back then it wasn't like, you know, I I guess they're, they just weren't as like, obviously you got, you're still segregated and shit at the point at that it point. It wasn't as socially conscious as it yeah, is now. Yeah. Yeah. But like, he didn't care. No, he didn't care. And I think that's why in that moment, like in that scene, he felt so um, just attacked and almost like racially just like put against him. He's like, you know the fucking truth. And that's yeah. like he got so pissed that he said the hard R because he's like, you you fucking know that. To his credit, he immediately, like the actor, immediately you can tell he's like, oh, fuck, I, I shouldn't have said that. I yeah, that. he did. But... He's like, you fucking know, dude. I was trying to help you, man. And you're lying for your own personal gain in your neighborhood. Like, you you cannot admit to all these people that a white guy tried to fucking help you. Yeah, and that, I mean, that's and, just... And it's your sister that I'm trying to take out on a yeah, date. That, 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 too. So, like, that is ridiculous. And then, then she comes back later in the movie, and she's like, he finally fessed up and told me all this stuff, you know, and... Uh, that you were at trying to help and that you were this. And he's like, yeah, I know, dude. I've, I've been trying to say this shit. I mean, okay, I'm about to go on a tangent about his fucking, or a little rant here about his friends. Okay, let's go. These little punk-ass motherfuckers, mm-hmm. dude. God damn it, they fucking piss me off in this movie. Because they just want to be gangsters. They're, but but they're not accepted into... Fuck no, they're not. But C is. And even Sonny's like, these motherfuckers are going to get you killed or put in jail. Dude. Yeah. He's like, these guys are idiots. Mm-hmm. And they are. They are fucking idiots, dude. Like uh, the biker scene right after that happened. Remember what the first thing they did? Had their friend come down with a bunch of fucking guns. And like, mm-hmm. Sonny's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, get out of here. And he actually starts slapping the shit out of yeah. him. Yeah. He's like, get your fucking guns out of here, you well, fucking idiots. Well, they Molotov cocktails. Well, we'll get to that. Yeah. We'll get to that. And then they obviously beat up the black people on bicycles. For no reason. For no reason. Just running through their neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And then, so I think there's some kind of retaliation. Like they throw eggs at their hangout or whatever. Big deal. Yeah. And these motherfuckers instantly just go, we're going to burn everything. We're going to get Molotov cocktails, handguns, and just fucking fuck some shit up. And the only reason that C even got in that car... Was because he was so pissed off from like her brother lying and saying, "Yeah, that's the motherfucker that did this to me. That's the guy." Well, then his dad rips his ass because he borrowed yeah, Sonny's I mean, there's, car. There's a buildup of things, but he's like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna get in with him." But he quickly realized, "I got to get out of this car." Like, I, oh, and it, it narrates his inner thoughts. He's like, "I knew it was wrong. I could hear my dad saying. I could hear Sonny saying, like." Get out. Don't do this, C. This isn't smart. Get the fuck out. And then Sonny pulls that car over. Straight, like, gangster. He's like, C, get the fuck out of the car. And, like, he really is kind of a father figure, Sonny. He really is. Absolutely. Like, in his own kind of, you know. Well, that's what I think is beautiful is that he was getting all of the uh, really good moral fathering he should get from Robert De Niro. Like, from that part of his father. But he's also getting this street smart, wise guy fathering from Sonny. That it's like, yeah, okay, maybe everybody doesn't agree with this, but I need to teach you this shit. <clears throat> there then- is a scene, though, that like kind of was crazy. Because his dad, I think, at one point, is like, Sonny don't trust you. He doesn't trust anybody. Mm-hmm. And then like I think he takes the car out, and later Sonny grabs him or something. And is like, 
slapping him around. He's like, "Why? What the fuck do you do in my car?" There was something attached to the car, and and the kid's like, "I didn't fucking do anything, Sonny." Which makes oh, there was a bomb attached yeah. to the car. And but like later, that's why he gets in the car with those kid, the dumbasses. Yeah, and and it kind of just showed like his dad was right. Like Sonny doesn't trust anybody. Yeah, but then Sonny also did hunt him down, get him out yeah, of the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so I guess we'll just get into it. Those kids. What they they go into like a record or stop in front of a record shop, start shooting guns. They mm-hmm. have mo- they threw Molotovs. Well, then is uh, this dude picks it up and literally like I don't know, perfect pass. Aaron Rodgers this bitch into the window of their car. Yeah, like a mall and the Molotov cocktail. He picks it up and like throws it in and like perfect passer rating here. It was a, it was Lands a great, it was a great beautifully throw. right in the front seat where all the other Molotovs were and all of his friends burn alive. Yep. Except and that that's what makes it cooler is like Sonny pulled him out of that car earlier that night yeah. or he would have been in it. And he's, burn and up. I think he's walking uh Jane home, his love interest or whatever. Yeah. Cause that's when she kind or of, no, up. they drove the car over there. Cause yeah. he's like, cause he was like, Oh shit, I got to mm-hmm. stop. I got a, I got something I need to stop here because she was yeah they kissed or whatever. But what's great about that too is like so Sonny pulled him out of there said get out of there or he would have been in that car and died right yeah. But it was also a cool part for him to kind of reflect on to be like you know a that could have been me had I I don't know done thing I think it was it was like these are the kids that I grew up on the stoop with this is the life that they chose. And it ended that just, way. Yeah, just idiots. They were, they were just right. dumbasses. But it could easily be him. Dude, yeah. It could easily be us, bro. Like, maybe not a Molotov cocktail or whatever. But I'm just saying, like, I grew up, personally, I grew up around drug dealers, drug addicts, like, all this shit. Like, that that kind of shit could easily be me. It wouldn't be a fucking car bomb, but it would be, you know, an overdose or yeah. drug deal gone bad or what, whatever the case is. And I think what the message through the whole movie is like everyone has talent. It's mm. what you do with your fucking talent. If you choose to waste it, then it sets your light, your destiny in life for the path that it's always going to go down. Yeah, whatever you choose for it to be. Like you can have the best parents in the world. Like Robert De Niro was constantly. Of course, he wasn't like, of course, he's not there every day. He's got to work. This is the yeah. 60s, man. Yeah. Like, he cannot be there all the time, but he's trying to instill in this kid... Good you, morals. You don't have to do this. But just a block down, you have these celebrities <laughs> that are mobsters. What do they say? The hardworking man's a... A, a sucker. A sucker. Yeah. A sucker. Yeah. And it's crazy. And honestly, for me, Sonny really reminds me a lot of my Uncle Steve. Like, when I watch this movie and I'm watching it, because my Uncle Steve was not necessarily, probably to his own kids, maybe the greatest parent. Yeah. Uh, You know, he made a lot of mistakes. He did this. But when it came to me, that dude was fucking, you know, I could do no wrong. Teaching life lessons. Dude, all the time, man. This guy, I mean, you met my Uncle Steve. Yeah, he was cool shit, dude. He was awesome. But he was just this fat guy that, in his own way, was kind of a mobster a little bit. I mean, like, he, he had an interesting life, and I remember he he could shred the fuck out of a guitar. Oh, he could play guitar. <laughs> but when it came to me, like it was kind of like this Sonny and C relationship where he would smack you in the head and be like, what are yeah. you doing? You know? And uh, 
So I, I think maybe that, maybe that's part of why I enjoy that movie so much is because it just kind of reminds me of that relationship that I had with him. And not even just me. I like, think most people would have that kind of like with connection. Somebody, somebody or yeah, something. Yeah, an you uncle, know? a cousin, somebody. Whatever. And uh, that's why I love the movie. I mean, I love the movie on its merit. I think it's a great movie. But what it does to me personally or make makes me feel personally I love it even more, I guess. The, uh, so I guess I, I'm going to get to, um, I want to get to, so after that whole, all of his friends die or whatever, mm-hmm. sees like, oh shit, I need to thank Sonny. He just saved my fucking life. Yeah, Sonny saved my and life. And so he pulls in or he rolls up to the bar. Was that not a crazy part it, of the movie that it you is did fuck, not see coming? I, I kind of knew it was going to come because like. But at that point. Yeah, not maybe not at that point, but like I figured, like that's how gangsters die, man. Mm-hmm. Either go to jail or get you know what get happens. Whacked. And so you see, see, there's a bunch of fucking people around. He's trying to push through this fucking bar, and you see this fucking kid, and he goes. Even in the scene, uh, the narrator see he goes. I knew something was odd about him. I couldn't take my eyes off him. Everyone else in the room was smiling except for him. And you see this guy just slowly walk up, and that real calm, goes right behind Sonny, shoots him right in the fucking head. And yep. then you find out who the kid was. Mm-hmm. It was the son of the man he murdered eight years before that. Or longer. I mean, whatever. The, yeah. Yeah, whatever it was. But um, it's kind of poetic justice, you know. It absolutely is. He, yeah. got, he got, you know, he took this guy's life, and the son just circle of life he came back and gave back what his sonny dished out well and what what as far as the movie goes what made it sad is like he is he's jumping sonny sonny yeah sonny yeah Yeah. and sonny finally makes eye contact with him and he waves at him he's like oh there's c he's like see come on over come on over instantly after that gets gunned down yep yeah and uh this movie will honestly make you just reflect. It'll put it, you through some emotions, man. Absolutely. That's why I thought it was such a good pick, man. It, I I really like this movie a lot. Oh, I lo- I actually. What would you get it out of five? Out of five? Oh, it's a four and a half. Easily. I'm not right? going to say it's perfect because I don't think any movies really. You can find a fault in a movie if you really want oh, to. Yeah, if you dig hard. Enough. Yeah, but yeah. I would say it's. Pretty close to a five. As close as you can get. So good, man. But uh, I like that afterwards, you know, Sonny early on in the movie is like, I don't trust nobody. And when I die, no one's going to care. It's not going to be a big thing. And it's true. He go- he goes to Sonny's funeral, and literally all the <laughs> fucking people there are chucking up, laughing and shit. Like, it wasn't a big deal. But I did write my notes Fucking best cameo of the entire movie. Sees all alone there. He's staring. He's gonna say his last goodbyes to Sonny, and then guess who the fuck shows up? Joe fucking Pesci, baby. I was like, yo, because he he was the guy. I you know. find out yeah. that uh, fucking Sonny saved from getting his ass beat. Mm-hmm. And when he shot that guy, and he's like, you don't remember me? Look at the sky. And he's like, you know, tell and see or whatever. And he's like, don't worry. I'll be the boss now. I'll be taking care of everything. If you need anything, call me. 
And yeah, and then, but he also kind of like loses interest. Like, I don't need. Nah, I'm good. Yeah, kinda, I don't need shit from you. I don't need shit from anybody else. Like, I'm done with this mob stuff. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna follow my my actual dad's like way of living. Yeah. And then his dad shows up even and, and pays his pays respects. respects. Yeah. yeah. And then hugs him. And he goes. He goes. Don't uh, don't get it wrong. I always respected him. I just didn't like him like like him around my son or something. He says something like that. Yeah, it was perfect. And he hugged him, and he said, "I'm gonna leave you here, to like, you know, at your own devices. Like, I'm gonna leave you to grieve how you need to grieve or whatever. But just so you know, whenever you need me, I'm fucking right here, dude. Yep. And that's a cool thing that a dad could do, man. You know, like you because you got to think he's jealous. Of Sonny, like, having his son's attention the way he does. And yeah, like, yeah. So he's got to be so jealous of uh, this. Yeah. And then having the wherewithal to, to come there, hug your son, and say, take your time. Well, he knew he was in pain. and Yeah. Of course. But, I mean, dude, like, you have a daughter, okay? So if she started liking, say, me or uh, your brother or anybody more than she liked you... There would be a bit of jealousy there that... Oh, inherently, yeah. You couldn't shake. Like, that yeah, would be tough as shit, man. But when Sonny died, he did. He came up, he hugged him, he said, take your fucking time, do what you need to do. I think he even prayed for him and everything. He did, he absolutely did. Yeah. It's such an incredible movie. And it, it blows my mind to know that Robert De Niro directed that. Yeah. And he hasn't done much directing after that. He really should, because he's actually a really good director. It was a good movie, man. I was, like, pleasantly surprised. I was like, God damn, he did a really good fucking job with this movie, man. (laughs) And, like, I think after that, it just kind of ends. He's like, you know, how this goes. This is a million stories. This is just a Bronx tale. A Bronx tale. Yeah. But, you know, it probably is, though, in a lot of ways. Probably so. We don't know. We're we're not uh, obviously. We're, people, yeah, so. we didn't grow up in you know any s- hubs or whatever yeah. you want to call them. <laughs> Dude, it's wild, man. It is, it, but yeah, I was very thoroughly good happy. movie. Good yeah. pick. Yeah, it was a good pick, and yeah. it made me kind of think after like afterwards. I kind of had trouble sleeping because I watched it really late. But mm-hmm. I was like, oh man, that was a really good fucking movie. Well, I was hoping to watch it with you. Yeah, and that didn't. End up panning out. Some bullshit happened. Your old lady's car was broke down somewhere. We couldn't do it. So, yeah, but no, it was a great movie, man. Awesome. I highly recommend uh, any of the listeners to give it a watch. Yeah, it came out, I think, in like, I want to say 78 or 81. It came out. It was 80. I think it's 80s. Like 80s. Early 80s. Yeah, so check it out, man. A Bronx Tale. Really well shot movie, really well done. And if you like mob movies, this oh, is... Oh, yeah, it's right up everyone. Yeah, if you're into gangster movies, this is right up your alley. Dude, I'm into gangster anything. Man. Dude, I love gangster movies. I do, you too, know what? I, actually, I was, uh, it's funny you say that, because I was thinking of American Gangster. It made me think of Frank Lucas. You remember him from Denzel played him? Yeah. And I actually just read a tweet like last week. It was a picture of him in like a minx coat, like a big, nice, oh, fancy yeah. fur big coat. coat. And he goes, and the caption said, Frank Lucas is quoted for saying, because he went to a Ali fight, and he was quoted for saying, 
this is the worst fucking mistake I ever made in my entire life. Because <laughs> no, the FBI didn't know who the fuck he was. Right, but now and, they did. And then as soon as, because he got front row seats, right. and he's wearing a $10,000 fucking coat, and they're like, who the fuck? fuck is this guy and they started looking into him he goes it was single-handedly the worst decision i ever made <laughs> dude that's like uh, that's i'm enjoying this uh john Gotti documentary because he was like kind of the first one that didn't give a shit like i'm gonna wear my mink coats and i'm gonna be uh larger than life and i'm gonna be in the public eye i'm gonna be expensive but he just kept beating every fucking rap dude when you rule the city though you can get away for so long Dude, and he was, like, not even scared. Like, they had paparazzi, dude, that followed him around, and he welcomed it. He's like, shoot me. Yeah. You know? Like, he loved it, man. Dude, um, seriously, I think my favorite movies might be gangster movies. I think so, too. Well, I mean, Pesci's awesome and all this. But, like, so Goodfellas, it was, come on now. It was the with me this week. Too. I texted you, and I said, I want to do either any given Sunday because it's a football movie. We're in November. It's football season. Yeah, and I think we decided, though, like, I mean, there might not be for everybody. You know, and football movies? Yeah, and there's, yeah, not, probably a lot, not, there's but, not a lot to them. But I was like, or let's do this gangster movie. And Pesci's, or I'm not sorry. I'm sorry. De Niro. Pesci. Uh, no, not De Niro. Uh, uh, fucking. Oh, God. who Who's in any given Sunday? Oh, Al Pacino, Al man. Al Pacino. He's in all of them. You know I love some Al Pacino. Yeah, who doesn't? So I was like, Pacino. And I decided to do this movie because it's just gangster shit, dude. It's so fun. But I love I swear to God, one, Al Pacino. Dude, Scarface, get one, out of here. At one point, I swear to God on this podcast, we're going to review Godfather. It's hands down maybe my favorite movie of all time. The original. like The OG Godfather. Uh, Godfather 2 is better. I think so too, but like, there's something about the OG Godfather. Yeah, but Godfather Two is just better. I I I said earlier that I don't consider any movie perfect. I think Godfather is the only movie I ever considered perfect. Uh, Godfather Two, I think, is more perfect than Godfather. It's a good sequel. It's a really great sequel. Actually, it's probably the best sequel ever. Uh, actually, yeah. Oh fuck yeah! Actually, Go- Godfather Three is good too. Like, it's they not just, as good, as, but like, it's Godfather still really 2. good. Like. The Godfather movies are fucking dude, sick, if dude. I, yeah, I, I, dude, I swear to God, I think my favorite movie is a gangster movie. I think so, too. But Pacino, like, that's, a, like, I wanted to watch Any Given Sunday because the speech that he gives in that movie, his monologue, like, I don't know what to tell you. Dude, we used to know? listen to that. Uh, every like when I was like a freshman in high school, dude, it fucking they hypes play you up. every fucking time before a game. It hypes you up. I mean, I get it. It is a fucking yeah. It is kind of hype. <laughs> Damn <laughs> yeah, right, it is. Like he's this guy. He's like, whatever. You know, kind this of. is my last season. Here it is. Throws it out there. That that's a good movie. And I really thought about that movie for this week, just because it's football season, and I knew we could talk about the Pacino speech. And we could go crazy on it. Like, who's your favorite actor of all time? Clint Eastwood. Oh, duh. That makes sense. Yeah. Ask me. De Niro. He's up there. I think it is Al Pacino, though. Of all time? Of all time. I fucking love Al Pacino, man. He's just good in every fucking thing he's in. Okay. Outside of a gangster movie, what's your favorite movie he's been in? Uh, What's the. Oh, Sin of a Woman. He plays like a blind lawyer, mm-hmm. 
He's oh, fucking great. Dude, man. I'm telling you, uh, we talked about, a little bit about it last week, but Heat that, too, man. That show that he's in, that Hunter show. Yeah. He is incredible. God, he's so fucking good, dude. He is good. But that's what's awesome about the Irishman, that movie you brought up earlier. Oh it, yeah. Is him and De Niro in it at the same time? Is that the they've been in other movies together, haven't they? Or is that the first? <sighs> Not just, I think it's the first. And if they, How is that? That's it, criminal, dude. I agree. And if they have been in movies together, not at this magnitude. It's not been like Cuz he uh, plays um very he's a, famously He's like a senator or something. No, 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 no. In Irishman, he plays um very famous gangster went missing. He Pacino? Yes, he um Ah, he's in the end of the John, movie. Jimmy Hoffa. Oh, Hoffa. Jimmy Hoffa. Hoffa dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude. That movie's awesome. Yeah. And uh, Pacino is great. Yeah. I mean, fucking, like, if he did nothing after Scarface, I mean, uh, he still did Scarface. You know he's never won an Oscar? I don't doubt. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, I, I think he's it's never won an Oscar. I think it's criminal, but it does not surprise me. Isn't that fucking crazy, though? Has De Niro? <sighs> De Niro has had to win one. I don't think he has. Get the fuck out of here. We, I, I don't think he has. Look it up on the computer right now. I, I really don't think he has. Um, yeah, I found that out. Al Pacino has never won an Oscar. I was like, are you fucking serious right now? How is that even a thing? Like, he's probably one. Of, he's my favorite. Act, he's my, for sure my favorite actor, dude. I don't think uh, Robert De Niro has won an Oscar. Uh, and I could be wrong. Um, Maybe for the deer hunter. No, no, fuck! I don't even think he was nominated for the Deer Hunter. Get the fuck out! I of really here. don't. I don't think he was nominated. I think Christopher Walken won a fucking Oscar before De Niro did. And Christopher, it had to be for the Deer Hunter, right? No, I don't. I, dude, that movie is amazing. Well, the Deer Hunter's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that movie's amazing. Uh, no, I don't think. Of course, you got Meryl Streep in that too. So I mean. Oh, Meryl and that, Streep. And she, win, she wins fucking everything, She dude. wins an Oscar every time she farts, man. Yeah, like, literally. Like, she could literally, <laughs> I don't know. She could literally, in a movie, just be in it for five minutes and best supporting actress. <laughs> like, instantly. Yeah. Well, and she's great. Like, uh, Yeah, this is not talking shit on Meryl Streep. Obviously, she's amazing. But, like, <laughs> like it's just, sometimes it's like, come on. It's like, you know, you get tired. It's like when we were watching Tom Brady win all them Super Bowls. Sometimes you get tired of seeing someone win Absolutely, all the fucking yeah, time, you man. You get excited when somebody it's else like, does it. It's like, god damn. So, De Niro has been nominated a lot. <sighs> of course he has. How many Oscars does Robert De Niro have? He has to have at least one. He's won two. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Best Supporting Actor for The Godfather... Part two. Oh, yeah. The he plays best. the young Corleone. Yeah, the best damn godfather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I forgot Raging about that. Raging Bull. Raging Bull. He okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense, too. <sighs> but outside of that, dude. Dude, De Niro probably is. He's been nominated 24 times. I could literally, between him and Pacino, I could literally float either one at any like time in my life where they're yeah. number one for me. It's crazy he's been nominated that many times. Of course, Leonardo was nominated 19 times before he won. Yeah, that's true. Dude, I watched this video of Leonardo DiCaprio the other day. Like, it, I don't know, it surfaced or it came out. Yeah. Like, of him getting into character for Wolf of Wall Street. Like, they're, the set is they're in the office building and they're uh -huh. doing this. 
And Leonardo's joking, he's laughing, he's doing this, and his face goes blank, and he's doing this, and he's doing this, and his face is absolutely blank. And they go, action. And he snaps right into character, shakes a hand, and says, hey, yeah, come check out the place. He's a once-in-a-generation talent, right? Insane. He's so good, dude. Dude, uh, first movie maybe he made even, I don't know, was Basketball Diaries. Like, I remember him in that. Yeah, yeah. Mark Wahlberg was in that. That's what's crazy. He was a child actor, and usually, you know, they don't really pan out. Yeah, but child actors in movies, I think, are child different than child actors in yeah, shows. Yeah, but how many in movies, like, just don't pan out? You know what I mean? Like, what's yeah. crazy about Leo is he, like, he immediately after that movie went and got uh, What's Eating Gilbert Grapes. Well, and then after that, Titanic. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> okay. He also is in my top three. I, I love Leo, man. He's a great actor, man. He's so It's good. crazy he got nominated so many times without winning, though. Wolf of Wall Street is criminal. And he won for The Revenant, which I thought which, was... Which, to be fair, when he lost in Wolf of Wall Street, Matthew McConaughey did put on, like... A, a Dallas cra- Buyers yeah, Club. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I'm glad that he won for The Revenant. But it's not his best movie. No, I don't think Fuck so at no, all. No, it's not his best Should've movie. Should have won for Django. Yeah, he was really good in Django, too. Should have won for that. Do you remember when we watched that Oscars and Brad Pitt won his first one? We're like, how the fuck did he just now win his yeah, first Oscar? Yeah, it's the first Oscar? time he won an Oscar. Ridiculous. It, yeah. Brad Pitt's awesome, too, man. Oh, my God. I know what we're watching next week. Okay. <laughs> my, one of, you should know what. It's one of my favorite movies. and it's Once under, Upon a Time in Hollywood? Nope. Is it Brad Pitt related? Oh, fuck yeah, it is, baby. Legends of the Fall. Oh, fuck yeah. I fucking love that movie, <laughs> I dude. I fucking love that movie, dude. <laughs> I know what we're watching next week. Hell yeah, brother. All right, well, I guess we can stop talking about the movie. We'll just talk about other shit. Yeah, what's been Wanna going on, Want to take a quick man? break, take a leak, or what do you want to do? I mean, if you need to, I'm good, though. I could take a leak, yeah. Okay, well, yeah, stop it. All right, we'll, we'll stop Commercial it. break, guys. Yeah, commercial break. Feel free to advertise if you want to. Uh, we'd love to have you. <laughs> and thank you for that advertisement. That was great. Yeah, I appreciate it so much. Uh, okay, so you literally just said to me, best <laughs> sports movies of all time. Yeah. What, what's your list? Uh, obviously, it's going to be baseball related, I think. No, not necessarily. Okay, then what is it? Uh, 61 is up there for me. Which we already reviewed that. Yeah, we that's did that. good. Yeah. Uh, that's a great sports movie. Uh, Glory Road, I like a lot. What's that one? Glory Road? Yeah, I don't know if I've watched that one. Okay, so Glory Road, I think it's a Disney movie. Um, but it's a true story, and it's about, I think it was Texas. I want to say it was Texas. They were the first uh, team ever to put five African-Americans. Oh, okay, yep. No, I have seen this one. It's just a great lying. movie. Just lying, yep. Okay, so are we going to do five? Oh, and, and Invincible with uh, Mark Wahlberg, I think, is an incredible movie. Vince Papali. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, remember, the Titans is only up do, there. Let's just do five, man. I'm, I'm not even, I haven't named off five. Named off four. Okay, so I get one more. Yeah, okay. Um, I like, I'm like leaning on the side of true stories. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's where I'm going to go. Okay. Uh, 42. God, God Jackie Robinson's God a good one. damn it, Dalton. That's a good one. Okay. Uh, you kind of took my list a little bit. Well, it's a, it's a short <laughs> list, man. Yeah, it really is. 
the one I think you missed on was Ali. Oh, with Will Smith. Fuck yeah, that's a great. Yeah, movie, I dude. think they just have a hard time with Will Smith right now. Like, <laughs> yeah, but if you can get that out of your brain and just watch it for what it is, awesome movie. Uh, I mean, anything about Muhammad Ali is great. Uh, <sighs> fucking love that movie, dude. Dude, have you seen the movie? Okay, and then we'll get back to your list. But have you seen the movie? It's called like Three Nights and whatever. It's on Amazon, but it's about oh, in Miami. Uh, three nights yes, in yes, yes. So it's about Muhammad. It's Jim about Brown, Jim Brown, um, Sam, Sam Cooke, Sam and Cook. uh, Akeem, or uh, Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Kareem, have you seen it? No, I haven't. It's well, actually you, not that bad, man. You've seen that? Yeah, I have. Yeah. You liked it? I uh, yeah, I liked it. I seen it on Prime. I thought about checking it out, but I just haven't gotten to it. Yeah, I liked it. It was, it was a lot different than I thought it was going to be. That really happened. Yeah, no, dude, and it, the, really the whole movie is them in a hotel room. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. I think you would like it. We sh- we could actually review that on this podcast at some point, dude. Like, I would love that. Yeah. I thought it was a really yeah. You should watch. I don't want to tell you too much about it. It's a it's a good well, one. Well, I kind of actually know the actual well, history of, course, of it, obviously, but, but uh, you know, dude, I'll never forget. Uh, little known fact: I like don't just love Muhammad Ali. I almost idolized him. Yeah, well, who didn't, dude? And obviously, <laughs> I never got to watch him fight live or no. anything like that but um in high school i'll never forget i read a book about him mm-hmm. and it was like basically a biography or memoir of him mm-hmm. and god damn dude well, is there never like a more iconic sports well figure i ever? think our generation would have been more so mike tyson right like yeah, as far as boxers maybe, go maybe for like just athletics wise yeah or bo jackson but for me it was like what I loved so much about Ali was his conviction in life. Yeah, dude, and he went to he, prison. And what he fucking stood for, dude. I'll never forget when he died, I literally cried. Because I. it was just like, like, because he was a hero to me. Sure. And when he died, I literally just fucking cried. That's crazy. Uh, so, actually, that brings up a good question I want to ask you. Oh, actually, fuck it. Before I ask this question, go through your five best. Uh, no, uh, obviously, remember Titans is one. Yeah. Um, what? Well, you're trying to figure out the title of the one I just brought up. It's about Jim Brown or oh, fuck. I can't think of it now. But um, by the way, Rudy's up there, but it's not factually right. It's a great yeah, sports movie. But it's but a great movie. It is a great movie, but it's not factually right. Yeah, I understand. And then I'd have to say like. Um, God, I do love 42, too, man. That's <laughs> It's a great movie. It's a great fucking movie. And they did a really good job in that movie, like, telling you how... Chadwick Boseman, man. Uh, 100%. Gone way too fucking soon. Dude, that's what's crazy about Jackie Robinson is, like, I think, I don't know, maybe we appreciate it, but maybe we don't. Like, the dude had to go through all this shit and not fight back. Like, that's what's crazy, is he, he was he not... En- a- he endured a lot of bullshit. And I think when he signed up for it, he knew he was like, oh, I can take this. And then it got to be a lot, which I thought that movie was incredible about. Like when he's in the the hallway, the That's dugout. another movie, dude, we're going to have to we need to start writing down a list of movies when we're bullshitting We've here. We've seen so many movies. Though. I know. Like, they're so good. But dude. that movie, like I've watched a lot of documentaries on Jackie Robinson. I've read books on Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson, as far as I'm concerned, is probably one of the greatest humans to ever walk the earth. Yeah. Um, he died young too, didn't he? Very. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for he was young. He for, was young for when he died. Yeah. Yeah. He's in the late fifties. But still, that's that's know. very young. Yeah. But 
we we idolize him so much because of what he had to do. Like, yeah, he was the first one, man, the first one ever to in professional sports. He was the first black guy to ever play ever. in professional sports. Ever, really, ever. Wow, I didn't know that. Branch Ricky wanted to do it, believed in it so much because they had the Negro Leagues, mm-hmm. and Jackie was playing in them, and so was a lot of other people. But he wanted so badly to integrate sports, and he chose Jackie. And Jackie did it like it was like a job interview. They don't necessarily show it in the movie, but it really was. It yeah. was like, hey, we're thinking about making you with the at that time, the Brooklyn Dodgers. Dodgers yeah. And uh, we want to be the first ones on this forefront. We want to do it. We want all this. But you cannot, like, you got to understand, dude, when they're going to, like, fucking down I mean, south, I mean. Dude, any of them states, bro, yeah. like, they hated him. Oh, fuck yeah. We're hitting him with pitches. That's just how, I mean, dude, it was fucking crazy back then. Horrible. And Branch Rickey basically kind of laid it out. And he's like, you cannot, like, as badly as you're going to want to retaliate or as badly as you're going to want to do this, you can't. Because if you do, God, everything that they're saying about you, being a black man. Like, they'll just e- consider it true yep. at that point. So if you just shake it all off, like, it's going to suck right now. But in 10 years, in 20 years, in 30 years. You really are. He really was a stepping stone for absolutely. everybody. And he had to put up with all that. And then meanwhile, by the way, was a fucking really good baseball player. <laughs> like put up yeah. stats and yeah. like did all this shit. I guess that's why he's so, so celebrated though. Well, I mean, even if he sucked, he would be celebrated. But Branch Ricky, like that's one thing if you could show respect to Branch Ricky is it's not like he didn't just pick him cuz he was black. He picked him cuz he was the best of the best and he happened to be black. Yeah. So what Jackie did in the sport of baseball, in the entire sports world ever, it was he was not a novelty. Like it, he wasn't just being played because he was black. No, he's nah, being played because he was badass. He was better than everybody. <laughs> yeah, and he did really well. But I mean, he. Did I'll never forget when you got me into baseball? He was one of them you brought up. You know, one of the players you brought up, mm-hmm. and but. The one that stuck out to me was Roberto Clemente. Well, Roberto Clemente should have had a longer career yeah, than he had. Yeah, to. and I remember you telling me it's a travesty what happened to him. Yeah, and uh, actually, any baseball fan in the world will tell you that uh, he died way too young, and he died because he died going over to give blood, right? Yeah, was, to give yeah. blood. That's yeah, uh, fucking sad for dude. his home country. Like, that guy deserves a move. Died in a plane crash, man. There's so many athletes I think that deserve movies. Mm-hmm. Like we've brought this up. Like we talked about like uh, singers and you know athletes that deserve movies and they just haven't happened yet. Like for the life of me, I can't understand why they've never made a Keith Whitley movie. Like it's a it's well. A- to be fair, when Keith Whitley died, he was on the precipice of be being superstar a superstar fuck yeah he was but he wasn't yet right yeah or so like, like imagine if elvis died you know earlier than he like yeah okay for a couple months elvis was elvis right but imagine if he died then nobody would give a fuck about elvis yeah uh it's because he or like uh i i brought up to you before 
uh, like Otis Redding. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? Like, why haven't they made a movie about him? He went through a lot of fucking bullshit. Beats me, man. It's a studio. And then, like, how he died is well, just... Well, and they made this show about George Jones, which was fine. I yeah, watched it. It yeah. was fine. Uh, first of all, Michael Shanahan, the actor that they got to play him, I'm a big fan of. Yeah. I think he's a great actor. Yeah. Didn't look anything like George Jones. Fuck no, he didn't. That was ridiculous. And honestly... Didn't sound like him either. Jessica Chastain didn't really look like fucking Tammy Wynette either. No, but they made a show about it. You want to talk about George Jones? You could make a movie about George Jones. Yeah, dude, there's a lot of those, like, we've talked about this. Like, I almost wanted to bring it up as a topic, uh, like, two yeah, episodes we, let's ago. let's talk about it right now. Okay, I mean, let's fuck it. Let's do it. But um, I think there's a lot of people that movies. I think Willie Nelson should have a fucking movie. God. The only reason he doesn't is because he's alive. He's immortal. I don't think he'll ever die, <laughs> dude, dude. I don't know. I don't think Willie can die, man. I don't think he can. I'll tell you what, though. I will shed a fucking tear when he does die. I will, too. Oh, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up. Because you talked about earlier uh, Chadwick Boseman or someone yeah, you shed yeah. a tear for. Uh, um, Ali, yeah. But oh, yeah. Ali. That's what it was. So I... Have not shed a lot of tears for celebrities. I haven't. Yeah, I don't usually either. I can remember the first one that I did, though. Who was that? It was recently. Kobe? Like, nope. Because I did for Kobe. I, I was very sad about Kobe. I don't think I shed a tear for it. I absolutely respect... Oh, my God. I mean, we could do a whole podcast on that. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, I respect everything that Kobe was about. God, he was cool, man. For me... The first celebrity that I can remember crying about was Joe Diffie. Oh, yeah. Because uh, I love country music. I love country music. Yeah. You yep, know that. Yep. I mean, and you love country music, too. But I fucking love country music. And I'm on the radio, and all I play is country music. Yeah, yeah. So when when Diffie passed away, like, I remember telling Shaylee, like, I called her, and I was like, I need you to just leave me alone God. today. Because I'm not doing okay. Because this really hurts me. Like, Divi. Because I'd seen him in concert six times, man. Like, I had been at his concerts when he was fat. And he was playing, like, on a bar stool. And it was, like, personal. And he was like, hey, this is why I wrote this song. Or That's this fucking kick-ass. You know so. what I'm saying? Like, that is, so Divi hurt me. And after he died, and I had a hard time with Divi. Like, I, I really did. I had a hard time. Man, and, fuck and then, COVID, man. And then... After Diffie, the only other person that I've ever really felt that way about was Norm MacDonald. Yeah, Norm. Ah, fuck. That's my favorite comedian of all time. Like, and he kind of really structured a lot of what I would consider my comedy and how I talk on the radio and how I do this shit. So Norm dying was tough. And Norm also was sick for like nine years, didn't tell anybody. Yeah. Yeah. So that was. I mean, that's how Chadwick went out too. True. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what. Can you imagine the fucking balls it takes, the like fortitude it takes to just be like, you know, you're fucking sick of shit mm-hmm. and just not tell anybody? Well, and still filming movies and still doing shit. Yeah. Because you want to leave a legacy and you want to. Uh, of course. But yeah, Chadwick, when he died, I was like, what? Like, D- me too, dude. I was shocked, man. And then pictures started to surface of him. Dude, did you ever see his last movie he made? I don't know. It's about a jazz player. And, like, knowing what we know now, 
like because he's really thin, really not like looking like Black Panther. Yeah, he didn't lose the weight for the movie. He was just already there. Yeah, yeah. not looking like you know, obviously, you know, Black Panther. He, dude, it it kind of made me really sad. I was like, oh my god, he was so fucking sick at this point and frail, like and like and but, it, oh, dude, he was awesome. He won an Oscar. He deserved it. Yeah. He absolutely. He's really. Fun. But those are the celebrities that fucking really killed me when they died. Yeah. So you, Kobe, and then anybody else. Um, honestly, Chadwick. Yeah, I was really because I thought he was every movie he's in. He was fucking right. great, man. Oh, dude, remember when he played James Brown? Oh my god, that's what he won an Oscar. Do for. I forget? <laughs> Do I remember? <laughs> Dude, I I still sometimes I used to work with an old. Uh, uh, like a co-worker at my last job and he loved that movie too because we'd go <laughs> there's an opening scene is chadwick playing james brown and it's like he like shoots a fucking he's james brown but he shoots shotgun in right. this like meeting and he's like oh took a shit and james brown's doing <laughs> and this like chick goes <laughs> like kind of he like kind of sniffs her out and he's like it's all right. Took a shit in James Brown's toilet. You took your opportunity and you took it. You seen your opportunity and you took it. So Dude. I used to say that at work with this guy I worked with. I'd be like, can't blame you for that. You seen your opportunity and you took it. Dude, there's a lot of people that movies should be made about that maybe will be. I mean, Prince should have a movie. He's one that will get a movie. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I know that you and me are a little biased on this, but... Tom Petty should have a movie. Oh fuck yeah! We love Tom Petty. Dude, I don't know why. I love. I love Tom Petty, man. Dude, the the heartbreaking thing about Tom Petty is like, when he died, it just happened to be the same day as the Las Vegas shooting. Yeah. So everybody wanted to talk about the Las Vegas shooting. Uh, well, and, obviously. Well, but, of course, yeah. fifty people died, dude. Yeah. Like it was a big thing, but nobody wanted to talk about Tom Petty. It's like God. I just remember I was like. Like as a fan of Tom Petty, I was like, "What a fucking bummer, man!" Like, <laughs> like you die the same day that a national tragedy. Yeah, happens, you yeah, know? it was unfortunate. Uh, so, good. but Tom Petty was so awesome, dude. You remember when he did the Super Bowl halftime show? Fuck yeah, I remember that. Oh my god, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, man. Like, Tom Petty is probably one of my top five artists of all time. I, dude, I really he's in my top ten. I fucking love Tom Petty, man. Who? How could you not like Tom Petty? I don't know. Like, even if you don't like Tom Petty, you like his songs. Like, you're like, and I won't back down. I'm trying to think of who else could get a movie, man. I mean, there's, like, Sam Cooke. I'm surprised. He, I am, too. Like, how the fuck does he I not have a movie, I don't know. Man? He's been a character in so many other movies. Well, I, he's just, like, a huge civil rights activist. Like, huge star. Huge probably singer. Probably one of... One of, if not, the greatest song of all time. Oh, Change is Gonna Come? Yeah. Yeah, yeah fucking great song. I was bound by the river. Him and, like, uh, Marvin Gaye. I always wondered how Marvin Gaye doesn't have a fucking Because his family sucks, that's why. But he's shot by his own fucking dad, man. Yeah, I know, but his family fucking sucks. That's why and Marvin Gaye has not had a movie. He was a, a fucking drug addict his, I pretty know, much his entire I get life. It. I get it. And but... he was just fucking amazing. Dude, Sam Cooke's badass... Oh, man, Marvin Gaye's badass, Tom Petty. Like, I, I had heard, I don't know if this is true, but I heard that they were making a Michael Jackson biopic. Uh, I hope they don't sugarcoat that shit. They can't, You can't. You can't with Mike, man. 
you have to deal with the shit that. Like, yeah. yeah I, mean, I have a hard time being on the radio, like, because sometimes I'll do like a throwback show to like let's play 70s music like even pop music it's so or whatever. hard dude because his music's so good it's so good right <laughs> like i saw a meme the other day that said it's before thriller and after thriller and it's true yeah i agree but i have an issue playing it on the radio because it's like okay if we're gonna cancel all these other people like musicians what <laughs> that have done this somehow he's exempt I just don't get it. He's just, he wrote so much good music, man. <laughs> yeah, <I laughs> That's know. what it is. Yeah, but so did R. Kelly. Yeah, but he ain't Michael Jackson. I know, but I'm just <laughs> saying, like, you have to. Yeah, yeah. It's not. God. Yeah. yeah. It's tough. It really is a moral dilemma when it comes to playing Michael Jackson music. <laughs> like, you can love the music, but just, like. You can't respect the man because you know what he did. Well, or do you? I mean, that's the thing. And I think it helps that he's dead. So, like, everybody's like, oh, he can't defend himself. So, we just <laughs> agree with him. Uh, well, you know, he went to a jury trial and somehow got out of it. I don't know how. but Yeah, but so did R. Kelly. <laughs> yeah, well, not anymore. Oh, I bet that's happened so many times. Oh, like, fuck yeah. You, like, you saw Bill Cosby. like. Oh, there's plenty of people. I promise you. Has to be, right? Oh, yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> it's it's kind of a bummer to talk about. But it it's is. Like, it's like, oh my god, dude! Like, dude, I remember when Michael Jackson died, though. Oh, I did too. It was fucking crazy. Man. I was in. I, matter of fact, I was in Oklahoma at my mom's house. So my mom, believe it or not, I well, you'll believe this because you were there. But um, there was a period where my mom had broken up with her boyfriend at the time or whatever uh -huh. moved clear to Oklahoma. Okay. When we were in high school, I think like early high school and she had a house there in, in Oklahoma and I was there and I remember Farrah Fawcett dying. Uh huh. Yeah, that's right. Farrah Fawcett did die Yeah, around the same time as MJ. Like literally the same month. Yeah, that is right. And my mom was like, oh, my God, Farrah Fawcett died. And I was like, wait, what? This girl that was hot, like all these magazines, like she's dead? Cancer, right? Yeah. I don't remember what it was. But and then like like a week after Michael Jackson dies. Yeah. Of a heart attack or whatever. It was an overdose, actually. Well, it, well at it the was time. A, like, it was a heart attack, but, like, his doctor, like. Yeah, yeah it, well, his doctor's been convicted. Yeah, I think. yeah, yeah. No, his doctor got in some serious so shit. So, mom was like, Michael Jackson's dead. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, all these people are dying, you know. Uh, so, I, I remember exactly, because I remember my mom was, like, playing nothing but Michael Jackson music. Oh, fuck, dude. I don't think we can understand, because we weren't alive. But, dude, you got to think, this guy was the... From the time he was, like, five, man. It was the biggest shit ever, dude. So, like, that's, like, right now, everybody's talking about, like, Taylor Swift and how famous she is and, like, all this stuff. Michael Jackson was the most famous person on Earth and probably, to this day, is still the most famous person on Earth. He literally was so famous that he couldn't go anywhere that he built a fucking grocery store on yeah, his property yeah, yeah. so he could experience grocery shopping and he would hire extras. And what's crazy is that was him since he was like fucking five years old. Yeah, dude. but he would hire fucking extras to go in and grocery shop. Like act like you're grocery shopping so I can get the experience of it's what no, it's like. It's no wonder. Uh, dude, honestly, he never lived a normal life. It's no wonder he was he never have fucking a chance, normal. Man. He didn't yeah. have a fucking chance, dude. 
No, I'm I absolutely I'm do not, not defending his actions, no, but I'm just do saying. Do not condone what he allegedly did. Don't condone it yeah. at all. Fucked up. But that's what's crazy is when you watch these documentaries, and this might be a hot take, but I don't like when I watch those documentaries that the parents were like, just couldn't believe it. Oh, and, yeah. Come the fuck on. And it's like, okay, like, especially in the R. Kelly one, they're like, okay, my daughter was 15. I introduced her to R. Kelly. And, and, then, I, and then we just didn't see her again for like eight years. It's, like, it's like, what the fuck do you think? Like, he literally just beat a charge about minors. Yeah. They were like, yeah, but he was acquitted. So we did that. Yeah. Yeah. Now I haven't I'm, seen her in seven years. And it's like, get the fuck out of here. You fed, dude, you fed that girl. Dude, do you him. remember when that documentary came out? The and, Surviving R. Kelly? Yes. And then like him going on Did that. you watch it? Yes, it's fucked up, man. It's nuts. It is really fucked up. But I blame well, I blame R. Kelly for one. Well, of course, but, but I'm like, just saying like the parents also I mean What I the fuck do you think was gonna happen? Yeah, yeah. Especially after all that shit came out. What the fuck did you think was going to happen? Dude, what was fucking crazy is him later, like, going on national news (laughs) media and thinking this was going to make him look innocent and just scream, they're trying to kill me. Yeah, (laughs) but before he did that, remember the song he came out with? Oh, yeah. No. I admit it. Yeah, he's a fucking idiot. He said, he basically danced around the whole fact, like, I admit it. Yeah, I like younger girls. I like older girls. Like, I admitted I did it, but I didn't do what you're saying I did. <laughs> like, stupid. Get the fuck stupid. out of here. You man. know what they probably did when he was going through court? Probably just played that tape and they're like, You're literally. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing, man? So fucking nuts. All right. Well, we're going to have to sign off here soon. But before we do, uh, my wedding's next week. Yes, it is. It's crazy how fast this fucking thing is coming. Yeah, no, that when I was going through mine, man, it's it literally just goes so quickly. It's uh, so dude, fast, like, dude. Uh, we're recording this on a Thursday. Yeah, by the time this episode comes out on a Monday, it'll literally be like five days. It's gonna be there. Yeah, oh, I know it's nuts. Like, I'm, I'm how the co- fuck are we gonna record next week, man? You're gonna be so busy. No, no bullshit. I took all next week off. Work. Oh fuck, we're clear then. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we can record. I, I'm getting nervous a little bit. Um, I'm not nervous about marrying Shaylee at all. Like, yeah. None of that makes me nervous. Yeah. Like even the ceremony alone does not make me nervous. I'll just tell you, like. When I went through my wedding, it was literally the only thing I was nervous about is because, like, you know, I expected shit to go wrong and whatever went wrong, whatever. Yeah, like, you just, you just don't, you, there's something's going to happen. You just got to be prepared for it. Yeah. That's it. The, I mean, other than that. Dude, I, like, none of that makes me nervous. I'm more nervous, like, you know, she's got family coming in from Louisiana that I've never met. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and her have been together for. I don't know. Damn, almost five years. Yeah, never met him. Um, yeah, it's gonna be weird. You know, <laughs> like I even had uh, I have this thing which because I'm gonna give like a not a toast but like a thank you to everybody coming. You know, no, I mean I do the same thing, but yeah. yeah. So like in that, I already have typed out. I'm like, hey, for Shaley's family is just meeting me for the first time or doesn't know me. I would assume. You're probably very surprised. 
that Shaylee ended up with a long-haired redneck from Kansas. Uh, but guess what? Me too. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't see it coming either, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's, I don't know, dude. I like, you know, I just want everybody to like me, you know? Man, I mean, probably won't happen, but I mean, if you, you know. Yeah. Just got to accept that. Yeah, well, yeah, there's a part of me that has con gone through the stage of, like, accepting, like, hey, if they don't like me, they don't like me, you know? Yeah. But I want it to be so perfect for her, you know what I'm saying, that, like, I uh, I want everybody to like me. I want everybody to be... Well, I mean, really, it really is the bride's day, as much as we... Yeah, when it, when you boil it down, yeah. you know. Um, so, of course, you want it to be perfect for her, and, you know. I just, yeah, man, I just, I... Don't worry, man, it's gonna be fine. I know, I know, but you know how it is. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm on the last, like, week of it, so uh, it's like... It gets a little nerve-wracking, for yeah. sure. Yeah, but, like, Shaylee asked me all the time, she's like, are you nervous, are you nervous? I am not nervous about standing there. I'm not nervous about marrying I, you. I never was about any of that. I'm I mean, not... obviously, I already had a kid with my fiance Fair so enough. i wasn't like it's like well i mean we've already made a life commitment so what's exactly the, what's the difference here yeah so more so i'm just worried about i guess the visual like maybe you know like i don't know i i don't know it's hard to explain like i just uh, i'm very excited yeah uh Pump man, have all the boys together. We'll, oh, it's gonna be fun. it's gonna be a good time. It's man. gonna be fun, man. But uh, I guess we need to get out of here. We got um oh, hey, we gotta go on JP's. Yeah, podcast. we're gonna get up on uh, the one and only show. So yeah, check that out, guys. Um, also thank you guys for rating on. I've noticed on Apple we got some dude. Ratings. I saw one. Do you think it was your wife? It was my wife. It was my wife. Yeah, the one. She's like, you guys sound hot. Yeah, yeah, and that was my wife. I'd like to think it wasn't, yeah. but it is. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, guys, thanks for rating and listening. Actually, our listenership's gone up quickly, and it's thanks to you guys. So this is amazing. and um, it's gone up tremendously. Yeah, and we are very thankful. We and Dalton actually text all the time about it. We're like, wow, can you believe this shit? So, guys, please keep listening. Share to your friends, whoever. And um, thanks, guys, for listening. Yeah, I should point out that we are uh, not only are we on Spotify and Apple, but we are on Amazon. We are on iHeart. We are on like, like just like literally anywhere you can get a podcast. We're, we're on, on there now. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. It's because we've reached a status to where I guess that. Hey, I mean, I signed us up for Amazon, but literally, it's because of uh, the people that listen. Thank you guys, it man. Absolutely, hundred percent is. And we're working out that we got some video from last week. We we're hoping to publish, but we didn't. We're not even videoing today. Uh, yeah, but I think that's going to help us out tremendously. But, dude, honestly, like I've had so many people hit me up that listen to this that i cannot fucking believe listen to this yeah it's it really is crazy man like when we started out we were thinking friends family like cousins whatever dude shaley had somebody that i haven't seen in fucking 12 years it's like an active listener to this it's fucking awesome i mean it really is fucking it's the best and also i'm kind of toying around with the idea i don't know how you feel i thought about maybe having uh a guest on here yeah i, I actually thought about that as well like, but uh, we obviously kind of have to keep it in somewhat of the core of what we do but yeah well, it will be movie like the guest picks a movie 
comes on. Oh, dude, that'd be fun as fuck. Have we someone talk about pick the, the movie. movie. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, that'd I, be I, cool, I was thinking uh, Brandon Winfrey would be a good. Yeah, maybe we can. I mean, we, we'll get down to it. But yeah, yeah. we'll figure it out. But uh, yeah, I think it'd be fun to have a guest. It, it doesn't have to be. We're obviously not going to have a guest every episode, but every now and then it wouldn't be. Yeah, that'd be great. It'd be fun. Hell, I mean, honestly, we need to get JP up on this bitch at some point. I know. Well, and after tonight, once we figure out how we're doing it to be on his podcast, yeah. I think it would be hilarious to have him. But on. guys, go please go check out the one and only show. He, yeah, the one with the J. He has helped us tremendously. Yeah, he's awesome. He's a great guy, and he has a great podcast. So big supporter. Uh, JP's podcast is fun because well, we've both been on it. Yeah. Uh, he has guests every week from different walks of life that do. Yeah, just just people that he has met or knows very well, and yeah, yeah. It's like cool. our shit is pretty much movie based, and then we just bullshit. But we pretty much yeah. <laughs> but his is talking to somebody, figuring out what they want to talk about. Essentially, yeah, or yeah, it's cool. So yeah, but all right, man. Well, this was, uh, dude. This was fun. Dude. Yeah, this is a good episode, man. I like. We're killing it with this new equipment. I yeah. think yeah. we're wearing our new jerseys. Yeah, we're... I was already in a good vibe when I put this jersey on. So yeah, we're fucking <laughs> it up, man. All, all right. right, guys. We'll talk to you later. Well, hey, cheers, buddy. Cheers. All all right, right, love, love you, buddy. We stay thirsty all the time. It's always beer drinking with a rat.